I'm laughing because I couldn't remember what episode I'm on. So good morning, this is Randall with the Big Ball of Twine podcast, episode 17, Subscribing to Suffering. I don't know why that makes me laugh right now, but it does. Um, took a walk today discovering ways that we subscribe to suffering. Um, so welcome to my walk. Um, welcome to my day. Welcome to the inside of my mind a little bit. And I hope that this helps you choose suffering in a different way. So strap in and let's go. Here we go. Let's talk about suffering and subscribing to suffering and I guess inviting it in. The idea that suffering is optional, that we don't have to suffer, at least not at the rate we choose it. And that's why I think I want to talk about how we choose it and wrap that around um, subscribing to suffering, inviting it in, saying thank you very much, come to my world and create suffering in my world. Let's start off with a bit of a metaphor. I'm, like many people on the planet, have an email address. I have a few. I have a small business. I have an email address for this podcast. I have an email address for my day job. I have a personal email address. I have another side job that I have an email address for. I have those uh, addresses that mail comes to, email comes to. And in the process of that, I get um, sometimes spam and sometimes emails from companies I've worked with or done business with, like, say, an airline or um, some company that I bought something from that now has me on their email list. Um, and so, like many of you, I get emails sent to me, uh, mostly trying to sell me things. Um, it's their job to keep their business going, and so they send me you know, offers or, or um, business uh, opportunities. You know, you understand that, right? It's not like this is something new that hasn't been around for 20 years or more. So it may be that you have subscribed to certain email lists that provide you with business opportunities or provide you with um, information and all of those are things you are asking for because you have not hit the little button at the bottom that says unsubscribe and walk through the little two or three step process to unsubscribe from those emails so those emails are often well, I can only speak for myself but this is what I've heard from other people as well those emails are annoying <laughs> and they cause suffering. It might not be a big thing. It might just be a little 
annoyance, but that is a form of suffering. That is a form of poking you a little bit. And so that form of suffering, we choose because we choose not to unsubscribe. So I bought some t-shirts from a company online. And of course, as soon as I did that, I started getting emails from them to sell me more t-shirts as if the, the batch that I got was not enough. They needed to sell me more, including underwear and a number of other items that they sell. And I, I'm not at all faulting anyone for doing business. We live in a business culture. The whole planet is a business culture in one way or another, whether it's exchanging goods, bartering goods, um, monetary exchange. This is the culture we live in. This is the planetary culture. But at this point, let's just talk about inviting suffering into your world and why that is um, part of our culture and how we can maybe reduce that today. Find another way, another little step towards less suffering in the world. When we get an email that is for something we don't want or don't need or whatever, and we choose to not unsubscribe, that's completely our choice. It's not like there's no way to do that anymore. We can easily do that. We choose not to. I know there's some that I've, I just don't get around to it. <laughs> Which is really ironic because they make it really easy now. It's not like the old days when we first had internet and there wasn't a way to unsubscribe. You just kept getting these emails and you'd make a folder for them to go into and you just, Every once in a while, you go in and delete the stuff in the folder, and we have a whole world set up of email providers that pull out the spam that we don't subscribe to that just comes to our email box because someone has lifted our email address somewhere. That whole process of reducing your spam and your clutter, your email clutter, is a lot like reducing suffering. We choose it. By using email, we choose that. I mean, as soon as you have an email address, you start getting emails from all kinds of people that you have no idea who they are or what they want. And you have options. You can unsubscribe. And when the world hands us suffering, puts it into our world, an event, um, an illness, uh, a relationship, whatever that suffering might be, we often don't turn away from it. We often just live with it. Like It's like living with a sliver in your hand and not taking it out. It's like wearing shoes two sizes too small because you've decided you like the color or the style or the way it makes you look. We wear pants that might be uncomfortable because we don't want to buy new ones or we can't afford to buy new ones. Or the, <laughs> the examples are endless. How many times have you bought something that wasn't exactly what you wanted and you didn't return it? You just put it in the shelf, put it in the cabinet, put it away, threw it away, 
maybe you gave it to someone. And in that process of all those kinds of examples, they're suffering. Everyday kind of low-level annoying suffering that we choose. And it gets deeper and deeper, and we choose other suffering. But for now, let's just stay with this. When I go through my day, there are many opportunities to say yes or no to suffering. Many, many opportunities. Whether it's um, stressing about something that's out of my control, um, inviting in news from the outside world that I actually go and seek out news, whether it's on the internet or reading part of a newspaper, which, which reminds me of, you know, we've done this forever. We have invited suffering in in this way forever. Newspapers used to be subscription-based. TV is subscription-based mostly. Um, the subscription business model has been around for a long, long time. You can have this thing. If you pay me this money, I'll give you this thing every month or every day or whatever. And then you keep getting it until you stop paying, and then we, our agreement stops. In the meantime, the person with selling the item is making money, pay their bills, pay their employees, and you're giving them money for the most part to invite suffering into your world. And I only laugh because I'm just as guilty as anybody else. I'm not superhuman. I'm just a guy who is noticing how the world is. And the way it is to me right now is we, as a as a human species, invites a lot of suffering into our worlds. I mean, there's there's some suffering that is inherent to being a human. I get hungry. I get thirsty. That causes some suffering in my body that is a trigger. My stomach grumbles. That triggers me to go eat. My body gets thirsty. Hopefully, I respond to that and drink. Otherwise, I get dehydrated, and I have other issues that I have to respond to. The human body has suffering. That's the way that goes. But the level to which we invite that in is incredible to me. It seems quite overwhelming at times how much the suffering seems to just be piling into the world, into people's lives, and a lot of it we invite in. So when we invite in a subscription to a magazine or a, a, a once-a-month book or uh, whatever it might be that we've decided we want, we choose, we then read or consume that item. And so many times those items cause suffering, whether it's worry or um, depression uh, misunderstanding um, the the amount of suffering is kind of uh, limitless because each person can read a, let's say a news story and read it differently for example my dad and I have very different political views and so we will read a story and he will have his own version of suffering around that story different than my version which is kind of ironic because, and a little, 
more than ironic to me. It's it is sort of sad because we we disagree on these political issues, and he believes he's just as right as I believe I'm right. Um, and because of my political background, I don't argue other people's beliefs. I just know that they're doing the best they can, and that's what they believe. I don't try to convince people, but my dad will try to convince me. He has all his reasons and all his justifications, and he might as well just change out the word for he has all his suffering that he wants me to jump on board with. And it's really kind of uh, sad in many ways that that stands in the way of our relationship at some level because it limits us to what we can talk about. I can't just talk about certain things that are important or not important, maybe. And his world is filled with um, his certainties, his ideas about what's right and wrong, his ideas about um, what should and shouldn't be happening in the political arena. And I just watch him day after day filling his world with the news that he watches, the people that he surrounds himself with that are sure their way is the right way. And don't get me wrong, I also have my world, and I don't spend a lot of time reading the the opposing viewpoints. I pretty much understand them, and I don't need to fill my world with that suffering, that I, those ideas that create suffering for me. As much as I try to stay neutral about a lot of these things, some things I don't feel neutral about. So I subscribe to my beliefs. Let's bring this back around to subscribing. I subscribe to my beliefs. My dad subscribes to his beliefs. You and everyone else, for the most part, subscribe to your beliefs. You invite that in every day. You bring it into your world. And by limiting or focusing on those things, I believe you create suffering because that in some way feels like the intention, your intention to create suffering for yourself, but the intention that certain news is crafted in a way to get a certain audience to essentially take five bucks out of your wallet. I mean, (laughs) news isn't the news I grew up with with the who, what, when, where, why, and how, and we present you with the facts, and then you go off and you figure out what you want to do about it. News now is commentary and slanted in certain ways to get you to believe certain things, which might not necessarily be trying to get five bucks out of your wallet, but certainly trying to get you to believe certain things that will help you lean in a different direction to then support certain issues, support certain groups, and they get money from it. They might not take it right out of your pocket, but they're going to take it from somewhere because that's about power. That's not about doing good in the world. For the most part, that's about power. So if we are subscribing to certain uh, news uh, news outlets or certain, um, let's say, well, 
certain podcasts, certain blogs, uh, whatever we're consuming as far as information goes, often that creates suffering. And I would bet that someone listening to this might be feeling, uh, let's say, angry because they don't want to hear this. And so that creates suffering and maybe they hit the off button. Another person might be feeling shame because they can relate to what I'm saying and they're feeling shame around how they invite suffering into their world. Someone else might feel ambivalent and just be, oh, this is a really interesting point of view. I hadn't thought about that. Whatever, whatever reaction you have or another person has is entirely up to them. It is a, re- a reaction to stimulus, the stimulus being my voice, my words, my inflection, my meaning, however you interpret that meaning to be, creates suffering for you. The suffering might be as simple as you maybe should be doing something else right now and you're listening to this podcast and it's a trade-off. You might learn something, but you might not and you might waste 45, 50 minutes. You might feel like it was a waste, but you come back next time because you want to hear what I have to say, which I think is really cool if that's how that works, but I don't pretend to think that what I do is out of the realm of the human experience. I'm just participating in my way. And me pointing out how you might be choosing suffering might create suffering. So it's a tricky and slippery slope to put myself in this place, in this position to speak like this, and then have people possibly suffer more while I'm hoping they learn to suffer less. So, you know, it's suffering is just part of the human condition. It's part of us being us. And sometimes we invite it in. Often we invite it in. Uh, when I sit down and I think about my day and how many times I'm actually inviting the suffering in, whether it's, like I said, a news outlet or a relationship, um, my work, my day job, there's suffering on a, a daily basis while I deal with issues, solve problems, reach goals and deadlines, create new goals so I can meet those goals. All of that's creating its own type of suffering. All of that is part of being a human in a job. I'm certainly, like I said, not superhuman. Um, And part of my job is administering... (laughs) Funny... I just realized part of my job is administering subscriptions, you might say, or access to certain pieces of software so that those people can go into that software and do work. So they have a subscription to the software, which some people get frustrated with or they don't understand or it causes them grief and suffering because it takes time to do this work that I need them to do while they have their other part of their job that takes so much of their time and I'm asking them to spend X amount of time doing what I need them to do and they have to go into this software and learn it and create this stuff to answer my need in my job. So part of their job is to subscribe to the software I work with 
And I know that creates suffering for people because I get emails and texts and digital messages from people explaining to me how they're frustrated or or they're or they're not frustrated. They're happy because the software works better than what we used to do and they're noticing how much, in my words, they suffered before. And they're happy to be suffering less, in my words, suffering, right? I think it's so interesting how much we invite in suffering. I mean, right now I'm out walking, and it's a little cold this morning. Not as cold as it was a few weeks ago, but it's below 40, and it's crystal clear, and it's got a, a cold bite to it. And I'm out walking at my pace that I walk at, and that's what I do. But just the just the subscribing to walking invites in suffering of its own kind. I go through shoes. I wear them out. I I get sore because I I not I don't just walk. I also work out a little bit. On that's why you often hear a gap in the middle of this, and you're going to hear a gap in in this one as well, where I stop and do some upper body work, some push-ups and and leg ups and uh, a whole bunch of stuff that I stop to do for about 15 minutes, and then I continue my walk, and all of that creates soreness in my body. I invite that into my body. I invite that into my world. I'm not laying in bed right now with the covers pulled up, staying warm, peeking out, looking at the clock, going, hmm, I can stay here for another hour before I actually have to get up. And that would create some suffering. I would be laying there thinking about how am I going to do my day or maybe there's a relationship that I'm thinking about that I need to get out of or lay myself to the side on or maybe there's a relationship I want to pursue and I don't know the next steps or and all of that's like going through my mind. What's my day going to be? Who am I going to deal with today? What are my deadlines today? What needs to be accomplished? When I turn on my computer, what's going to be there that came in overnight because someone's working at 10 o'clock at night, creating their suffering in their job by working till 10 o'clock at night and then passing that suffering in a way to me. They have a problem at 10 o'clock at night and I'm not there to solve it at 10 o'clock, so they send me an email. And now I get up and I face that issue and I choose, do choose that. I do choose my job. I really pretty much enjoy my job. And yet, even in my enjoyment, I have some suffering in that job. Even in that, dealing with people that I like, that I work with, there can be suffering in misunderstandings, in trying to solve a problem that for one person is easy for them to understand, and for another, they just can't get the idea of what we're trying to do here. And I spend more time with them than somebody else. And they're suffering because they don't understand, and I'm working hard to just help them. And that's in the back of my mind taking a long time because I have deadlines to meet and X amount of time to do things. And can you hear, as I'm telling you this, can you hear my voice speeding up? Can you hear the suffering in the background, right? I'll take a deep breath. And remind myself that doing this podcast is to help other people with their suffering. And it's also to help me.
Suffering is optional. Not all suffering. But man, so much of suffering is optional in our world. And our go-to, get it done, constantly running to get things uh, get things done, get things accomplished. So much of what we invite in is optional. And the suffering that's not optional, there are ways that we deal with it that invite more suffering instead of less. So what are we going to do about that? What do we take with us today that can make our world less suffering? To make our world less um, difficult to reduce the suffering, to unroll, unwind our big ball, our ball of twine, our, our suffering ball. You know, I use that that image because it represents all of what we wrap around our true, our true human being self. What we wrap around our our human being, our soul, if you will, our core, our our essence, if you want, whatever you call that, inside that ball of twine somewhere is you. And on the outside is all the stuff we pile on ourselves that keeps us from being with ourselves, keeps us from maybe learning about what else there is we can do. Um, Certainly, uh, I believe that suffering is mostly optional. Like I said, there is suffering that lands in our lap. Um, You know, a, a, a friend of ours dies and we feel sad and we then have to figure out what that suffering is going to look like. What is that going to be like? Um, or we get sick. Our body says, enough of that, and now we're sick, and now we have to figure out how to make our our body suffer less. What methods are we going to use? What what options do we have? All of that creates suffering at some level. What would it be like to not have any suffering? I can't even imagine that. What I can imagine, imagine though, is a world my world, as I have started to um, find a way through a lot of this suffering and feel more peaceful in situations that used to bring huge amounts of turmoil to my world that now just bring a uh, shrug of a shoulder or a momentary um, anxiety instead of a crippling anxiety. And so I just, I'm trying to share that with you. That's what my goal is here is to share how I've done this. So after this little break, while I work out a little bit, we'll talk about unsubscribing from suffering. We'll talk about what that looks like and how I think it's possible. um, And I believe it's completely possible to reduce your suffering and make it maybe manageable. Um, or at least aware, let's say, let's try to just become aware of our suffering and then we can notice what we can do about it. So I'll be back in a few minutes.
all right done with my workout for now get back to this get back to working with unsubscribing from suffering I'm gonna suffer a little less right now I'm gonna I like to take pictures while I'm out on my walks of especially of the spring so some white roses here I'm gonna take some pictures of because that causes me less suffering it makes my heart feel good it makes my body feel um, happy we're going to talk about reducing our suffering let's talk about uh, unsubscribing is a way to reduce our suffering uh, let's unsubscribe from say an email that causes us suffering what would it look like to unsubscribe from that email are you attached to it what way are you grasping and clinging to that suffering that you feel like you need to have that come into your inbox every day and suffer for it take a look at that like really feel that what does it look like so what does it look like to experience the thought of just simply unsubscribing from an email that causes you suffering what's holding you back what's kept you from doing that really take a deep breath into that think about the story you tell yourself about this email the story you tell yourself about about needing it wanting it what would happen if you unsubscribe to it I'm guessing there's a lot of stories people could have the story could be you might feel bad for doing that you might feel like you might miss something you might feel left out you might really like the first product that you got from this company and now you think you're going to see something that you like later on so you don't want to miss your chance at that maybe it's a place you like to spend money at and you were hoping for that 30 percent off coupon whatever it is i'd invite you to take a look at the suffering in your body take a good look at how does this email make you feel? How do you feel when you read this email? How do you feel when you think about unsubscribing to it? Feel in your body what it feels like. Do you have stress? Is, are your shoulders getting up around your ears? I, was, I drove race cars in my early 20s, and I remember one of the instructors, when I was really just first starting, one of the instructors used to say to me, he'd tap me on the helmet when it was time to go, Right before I put my visor down, he would tap me on the helmet and he'd say, don't forget to relax occasionally because your shoulders are going to get up around your ears from all the concentration. He said, I want you to slow down on the main straight where you have the longest bit of time to think and relax. I want you to take a few deep breaths. Sink down into the seat with those deep breaths. Pull your belts tight and get on with the job. And I remember thinking to myself, kind of like what is this guy talking about but I took him in his word because I respected him and his position his job as my instructor and I remember going out and I think it was a 20 minute race it wasn't very long maybe 12 or 13 laps and about midway through the race there was a full course yellow and this little pace car comes out and it's leading us around at a kind of half pace half race pace and I remembered his words so I opened my visor a little bit to let some cool air on my face 
took a few deep breaths and felt my body sink down and I realized how far up my shoulders had gotten near my ears, how much suffering was occurring in that moment. And I was able to yank my belts down, my shoulder harnesses down, I don't know, a full inch and feel really snug in the seat again. And it was a lesson learned for me early on about paying attention to my body and paying attention to what it's doing because it's always trying to show me something. It's always sending me some signals. And in those situations, it was gauging, responding to, reflecting, as you will, my stress level, my heart rate being up, my breathing being up, my attention span being super, super tight. There's not a moment you can really rest. Even when I was doing my belts, taking a deep breath, I'm still paying attention to the cars around me, uh, planning for the next turn. Usually uh, when you're on a high-speed straight, the next turn is usually a fairly low to medium-speed corner. It's an opportunity for passing, so my mind is thinking about that, right? But for a moment, he taught me to just stop, take a couple breaths, physically lower my shoulders, tighten my belts, and in that time, I would sort of reset, right? I'm going to reset my body, reset my belts, reset my mind, click the visor back down, and get back to business. So I'd ask you to do the same thing. I'd ask you to read the email, read the news item, read the whatever whatever it is you're, you're stressing over. I'd ask you to read that and notice. I'd ask you to notice what your body's thinking inside, what it's feeling, how it's reflecting that thing in your body. How is it showing you your stress, your suffering? And then I'd ask you to look at the stories that you have around your suffering. I need this email because this email shouldn't be in my inbox because I should erase this email and unsubscribe because so listen to the stories that come up. Listen to what it sounds like when you and say it out loud. Do it out loud as if you're telling yourself out loud. This is how things are for you. Don't keep it in your head. Say it out loud or write it down. Um, really good tools to write it down. Write down all these things that you think that you have a story about. Thinking is just a story. I have a story about suffering and I'm sharing that with you. I have a story about unsubscribing for suffering. I'm sharing that with you because I use these tools. I use these tools all day long. I use my tools. I'm offering those tools to you because I want you, all of you who might be listening to this, to suffer less. We all suffer less. The planet suffers less. There's more space for us to solve problems that are really important because we're not clouded with all these stories about stuff that's just making suffering for no reason other than to create more suffering. And once you've, read, once you've written down or spoke out loud your stories, I want you to notice how true they are. Is it true you shouldn't do this email? Run those, like I said, run this through your, your, your truth detector, your your bullshit detector. How true are these stories? Maybe maybe you want to say, instead of how true, maybe you want to say how valid. 
Is it 100% valid? Is it 50% valid? Is it not true at all? It has no validity whatsoever. How does it make you feel? How did you respond to having this story in your life? How is that story important to you? What's the story around the story, right? How do you feel? How does your body respond? Yeah, beautiful, huh? How do you respond to writing that down? And then I want you to think about turning that around. So I'm afraid I'm going to miss out. I'm not afraid I'm going to miss out. Or I could miss out. Think about flipping that around and and seeing if that's true. Is that truer than the other thing? Is it truer that you you need to unsubscribe? Is that truer than I shouldn't unsubscribe? And so I use a simple thing of, a, of an email, but this works for everything. I mean, I'm, I'm really amazed at how often I, during the day, will notice in my body I'm feeling suffering. And I just quickly walk through these steps. What is, what am I thinking? What is the story here? My boss shouldn't be talking to me this way. Is it true? I don't know. How do I know what should and shouldn't be happening right now? It is happening. It just is. So it is true right now because it is happening. It has to be true. How, does I, how do I feel? I'm so tired of her doing this garbage that she does where she tries to control me. I've been doing my job for 17 years. I don't need her help. She, in fact, knows almost nothing about my job. And I have a lot of training in it, a lot more training than most people in my field. And I know my job. Ah, la, la, right? <laughs> Off we go. There's some more shoulds and shouldn'ts and stuff like that. How does it make me feel? I mean, really, how do I feel? I feel angry about it. I feel frustrated. I feel like, here we go again. I got to explain to her why we do this the way we do. And she's going to want it her way, and I'm going to have to defend my way. And, you know, uh, this makes me feel stressed. Suffer. I feel suffering. What would my life be like if I didn't feel this way or I didn't experience this suffering? What would What would my life be like right now? Well, I would, in this example, I would be able to um, peacefully... <laughs> living in this moment and be able to explain to my boss this is how we do this because here's the data or the idea that supports it right this is the function i'm trying to uh, make happen this is the response i'm trying to make um, available this is how i want this thing to be so what would, I, what would it be like to feel that and not feel stressed and not feel like my head's about to explode? Um, I would be more peaceful. Like I said, I would, would explain this. I would be centered around what I know, and I would be able to explain it without feeling defensive or uh, frustrated. And I wouldn't be... I, what I would be is I would feel centered.
I would feel centered and and I would get my job done probably with less suffering. It makes me laugh because that's what this is about. And I sometimes go right down that roll, rolling down the hill, gaining speed, my suffering gaining speed. So then I ask myself, how can I turn this around? You know, my boss is a pain in the behind. She's a pain in the ass sometimes. And really the truth is, I am being a pain in the ass to me. I am creating that thought pattern. I am, that is what's true. She is not being a pain in the ass. She's just being her. And I am creating a whole batch of suffering, a pain in the ass for myself by having these frustrated feelings and thoughts. I create that. Well, I usually don't even get that far, but because I already, most of the time, when I ask myself, is it true? Just knowing that it's not true takes so much of the power out of the thoughts and the feelings that I often don't have to go down the rest of the road when I'm asking you to. Again, just to back up, this is just a modified version of Byron Katie's The Work. She calls it The Work. It's four or five simple steps that you can learn to practice. And I would offer again that you find your way to her website and and start to listen to her and understand where this method evolved from because it's pretty simple um, deceptively so it's um, become part of my everyday routine to question my thoughts and to see if they're valid to try to understand how I can create less suffering for myself. And really, this podcast is just a a progression of learning how to do that for myself. It's a daily, sometimes minute-by-minute practice to question my thoughts, to look at what I'm thinking. How is it coming up in my body? How is it showing up in my world? How would I be without this feeling? And man, when you can look at how your life can be without adding suffering and you want to really reach for that, man, pat yourself on the back because you're going to get somewhere. You're going to get to a place in your world where you're choosing what you let in, not taking it in, but choosing what you let in. Choosing how you respond is so freeing in the world. Choosing how to move through your day instead of having your day just slam into you over and over and over. Noticing the patterns in which you invite suffering in. The subscriptions that you invite in. The way you subscribe to suffering. The people you subscribe to. The world that you subscribe to. The culture you subscribe to the visions that you have chosen to subscribe to, your own thoughts. When you can open yourself up to changing that and understanding where that shows up for you and how you can feel little by little a a change and then come back to yourself a month or two months or six months or two years down the line and, and notice how your life feels different not just looks different, but it feels different. My life feels different. 
based on the work I've been doing around my thoughts and my suffering. So I'm going to wrap this up with a just a moment of I'd ask you to take a deep breath with me. And as soon as you're done with the podcast today, I would ask you to not delay. (laughs) Start to put this into action in your world. Start to offer yourself peace and less suffering. Because I've heard people say, well, what would you do? What are you going to do if you don't suffer? What are you going to do if you don't feel like you have to respond to things? And my answer to that is, I'm not going to sit around drooling in a cup. I'm going to create a podcast that shares that with people in hopes that in hopes that we can do this together better, in hopes that you can take some of your life that's suffering and change that into um, a space that's not suffering, but a space that you can then take action from. You can have a more clear vision of what you want and don't want, and clearer vision of how to respond to something from a space of um, not from all your crap, not from your backpack full of shit you've been dragging around your whole life, but from a position of neutrality, of peacefulness, of wanting to create less suffering for yourself. And then you will have a space opened up for you to respond to those things instead of reacting. I often think we just react. Just stuff just hits us and we just react. We don't sit with it for a moment and choose our response. So I'll leave you with that today. And um, thank you very much for coming along on my little journey here that I do in the mornings. And I offer you peace and a good day, and we'll catch you next time. Hey, thanks for listening today. Hope you come back. Please uh, select the follow or subscribe button on your way out. And if you have a question or comment you'd like me to know about or answer in a future podcast, Send that to bbotpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for dropping in, and we'll see you again soon. Be kind to yourself and be kind to others.